Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Pastor Randy Anderson of This Is For You Ministry. Today is Sunday, July 10th, 2022. And my God is an awesome God who reigns from heaven above and he is still providing for the needs of his people. Amen. Before we get started, I'd like to have a shout out to two individuals that I know. Uh, there's Deacon uh, Tyrone Jefferson, uh, who had a birthday celebration yesterday. And today is my grandbaby's birthday. Her name is Marley, and she will be seven years old. Happy birthday to the both of you. Amen. This morning, I want you to reminisce in time of your life when you were rewarded for doing something good. Think about that. You were rewarded for doing something good. For example, following the rules of your parents, you were rewarded for doing something good. Graduating from school, you were rewarded for doing something good. A promotion at work or uh, in a membership of a club that you may be in. Amen. You were rewarded for doing something good, etc., etc., etc. Now think about how it made you feel about the reward, even if you had to struggle to get it. Wisdom does the same thing. It offers rewards to them who will follow her instructions. Amen. As we always ask you every Sunday, Get your Bibles right now and follow me through the word of God so that you can see what God has shown us that is absolutely true in accordance to his written word. Amen. Our foundational scripture would be taken from Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 through 4. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 through 4. And the scripture reads, My son, forget not my law, but let thy heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them upon about thy neck. Write them upon the tables of thy heart. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Amen. Let us pray. Fathers, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this another day, another opportunity to be able to speak to this, thy podcast people. Lord God, we just pray the Lord God that some way, somehow the word of God is reaching them and being able to get them to understand, get them to think the Lord God about where they are, who they are, the Lord God before thee. Now, Lord, we pray this very lesson, dear Lord God, is about wisdom, dear Lord, as we continue on in the book of Proverbs, we ask your blessing to be upon it, Lord God, the study and upon the listeners, dear Lord, this thing, dear Lord God, that we ask this morning, in Jesus' name we pray, in Jesus' name, amen and amen, praise the Lord. The title of this message today is called The Rewards of Wisdom. The rewards of wisdom. We're going to be teaching this in a three, maybe a four part series as we go on through uh, chapter three of the book of Proverbs. The first reward of wisdom we wanted to talk about, I refer to it as the important fact. The important fact. It is found in Proverbs chapter three, verse one and two where it read, my son, forget not my law, but let 
thy heart keep my commandments. For a length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Now let's think about this now. Solomon is writing through the wisdom of God. And it's also, if we focus on it, it would also let us know that it is God who's actually speaking to us through this wisdom. He says, my son, don't ignore my instructions or my directions that I have shared with you for your life. Don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. But let your heart guard with fidelity my ordained orders for you. Guard it. Don't let nothing take it away from thee. The things that God shares with us through the wisdom, through his wisdom, is for us. It is for our learning. It is for us to put it into practice in our life that God will be able to show himself strong in our life, dear Lord, when we begin to be obedient to the written word of God and the things that he instructs us through that word. But he said that you, we are responsible for guarding those instructions, those directions. We are responsible to guard it with fidelity, with love. Guard those ordained orders for you. But what is the reward? For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Who is they? The instructions and the orders. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. And we refer to this section of the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 1 through 2. We refer to it as an important fact. The second reward of wisdom is found in verse 3 and 4. It's found in verse 3 and 4. Let's read that. It says, let not mercy and truth leave you. Bind them about thy neck, write them upon the tables of thy heart. Let mercy and truth, let, pardon me, let not mercy and truth leave you. Bind them about thy neck and write them upon the tables of our heart. What is he talking about here? Let not mercy and truth leave you, which means do not forsake it. I refer to this section of scriptures as the two friends to hold on to. Two friends to hold on to, and that is mercy and truth. Mercy and truth should always be with you no matter where you go in life what you do in life, mercy and truth shall be with you. Mercy and truth shall be with you. He says, bind them. Who is them? Mercy and truth. Bind them, tie them, get attached to them as a necklace around your neck. Record them, mercy and truth, 
upon the tables of our heart. When he says that, well, we realize we don't have a table within our heart, but he's referring to that in a, um, in a, um, oh God, he's referring to that in a language that compares to the table of stones where God had written the law that he had given to Moses to give to his people. So now he's saying this in that manner, write them, record them upon the table of thy heart. You might be saying, what is mercy? Mercy is kindness and favor. What is truth? The word truth here in the Hebrew word simply means sureness and reliability and stability. Mercy and truth you should always have with you. Let's look at the scripture to see what it states about mercy and truth. Psalms 24 and 10 says, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenants and testimonies. Psalms 85 and 10 says, truth and mercy are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. What it means, truth and mercy have met together, it means mercy and truth are acquainted with one another. Psalms 86 and 15, the Lord is plenteous in mercy and truth. Psalms 89 and 14, justice and judgment or the habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. Proverbs 14, 22, mercy and truth shall be to them that devise good. Proverbs 20 and 28, mercy and truth preserves the king and his throne is upholded by mercy. Now the question on the table is, do you have mercy and truth within you? Do you know what it looks like when it comes out? When it comes out, who benefits from it? Amen. Do you know what it looks like when it comes out? Do you know if you have it? When it comes out, who benefits from you having mercy and truth? Amen. In order to get the answer to that, we need to be able to look at the story of the Good Samaritan. The story of the Good Samaritan and found in Luke chapter 10, verse 30 to 37. The story of the Good Samaritan, Jesus tells the story to his audience who imposed the question to him, who is my neighbor? He tells the story about a man that is going his way, minding his business. Then suddenly he is attacked by thieves who robbed and beat him, leaving him half dead. A priest and a Levite came to where he was and looked upon him, turned away and went across the street. A certain Samaritan was going about his business, saw the man and love went into action. Jesus now asked the man who asked him, who is my neighbor? He has said, which of these three was neighbor to him that fell among the thieves? He answered, he, he that shows mercy on him. What? He that shows mercy on him. Well, in this story, what was mercy? What was mercy in this story? What did he recognize that he can be able to call it mercy? 
What was it? Amen. What was it? Now, the Lord wants to put something on your mind about mercy. First of all, there's a thing that we say in the church. The best thing I can do for a person is pray for them. Yes, that may be. But the effective thing that we should do for them is to love them and show them mercy. See, you praying for them doesn't give them any hope to some degree. What gives them hope is when you, by the love of God in your heart, go to them in some way, some fashion, as the Holy Spirit will lead you and show them love and show them mercy. We need to stop hiding behind prayer as the least thing that we are willing to do and let God use us to answer that prayer. Look at the Samaritan. Look at the Samaritan. He could have came by and probably the priest already said, hey, you know what? I'm praying for you. Don't worry about it. God got you and gone about his business. But what was the effect that Jesus wanted us to know about as he was answering the question, who is my neighbor? The Samaritan, he showed compassion to the man which showed his inner man was seated in love and pity. He administered his resources to the needs of the man. He took him to a place of comfort for healing. He spent time with him while he was healing. He used his money to assist in the matter. He didn't want the man to feel ignored by him, so he left him in trusted hands to continue in the healing process. This is a vivid picture of what love and mercy looks like in action and not only in words spoken. This is what it looks like. This is what it looks like. After the man had answered correctly to Jesus' question to him, he said, now go and do thou likewise which brings us to the reward in Proverbs. When mercy and truth are in action from us, then verse four says, so shall thy find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. See what it says? So shall thy find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. What we do is seen by God, but it is also seen by man. When we do what God will have us to do, when we love them, when we pray for them, when we go out of our way, we got to get away from this thing, well, I'll see them on Sunday. No. Why should they suffer that long? Go to them when you know it needs to be done. James put it this way. James says, when we know that a brother has need, a need, and we shut up our bowels of compassion toward that brother, then James asks you and I the question, then how dwells the love of God in you? You say you got it. You say, I, I, I got the love of God is in me. The Holy Ghost dwells in me. The, heart, so the love of God is there. But yet you won't go 
and show forth love and mercy and truth to a brother or a sister who has need, who has need. And we know what God wants us to do. The greatest commandment of all, as we know that is written, that we should love the Lord thy God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Amen. Fathers, in Jesus' name, we thank you, dear Lord God, for these four verses, which were impact with a lot of information. Lord God, we realize, dear Lord God, that when it comes to mercy, dear Lord God, uh, at some point, we don't know what it is. We look at the definition of being favorable. Amen. Being favorable, being kindness toward another individual. But the story of the Good Samaritan kind of broke down what it is to be favorable in the kindness and how it needs to be exhibited. We pray in the name of Jesus that, Lord God, that you will be able to bless our minds and understanding what you are requiring of us is not to be an individual that's all about talk, but it's about action, dear Lord God, that be able to demonstrate the love of God that's in our heart to humanity, to mankind, to those that we encounter. Have your way, dear Lord God, with your people this day. Have your way in Jesus' name. We pray and say amen. May the Lord bless you throughout the remaining time of this day.